Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am well. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay? I can. I just wanted to make sure because it's so nice outside, so I wanted to come out oh here. Gosh. It's uh, so beautiful. So I'm using my headphones, but I'm not using my good mic. So sorry, everyone uh, in my audio stop. Bye. Oh. Uh, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm showing the ladies today. I see that. I like your, is, is that your lemon ladies? dress? It is another <laughs> lemon dress. Okay. I only buy lemon dresses now. That's fine. I buy crazy pattern <laughs> dresses, so I'm with you. Yeah. I also kind of just made dinner when you texted me, so. Okay. You might have to cut out the chewing noises. Can you cut out the chewing no noises? Can you silence I, the side? Usually. Usually I can. What are you eating? I've, I've discovered um, buffalo chicken, like frozen buffalo chicken wings. Okay. And then um, celery. So okay. Oh, so the salary is gonna be a really an interesting sound for people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but the buffalo chicken wings comes with a spice. That's I love the spice. I think I just want the spice. Yes. Mm -hmm. What brand the red is it? Red Hots or whatever. Is it like Frank's Red Hot? I love Frank's Red Hot. It's I don't my know. favorite. I do like Frank's. It's my favorite one. Mm. Mm. What are you drinking? Um. Because I'm drinking again. You are. Oh, because it's I May. I am. It's uh -huh. May. Um, I am drinking this loyal watermelon lemonade. Mm. Um, it's nine percent ABV, which I didn't realize until the guy at the cash mm. register was like, "This is nine percent." I was like, "Oh, I guess so." I bought it because that's like the bottle of wine. Yeah, I bought it because. I have a new favorite seltzer and I'm trying to find it. Like I, I had it like a month or well, not last month, but the month before. And then anytime I looked at it, I haven't been able to find it. And it's high noon seltzers. And they're oh, yeah. really, they're really good. Um, <clears throat> so I was looking for that and they didn't have it. So I picked this up instead. It's not bad. I mean, it tastes pretty good. The first was a little sweet. It's not sparkling, which I really like. So it's like a full, it's like a flat, but I mean, like, not like it's gone flat. That is on purpose, but it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like watermelon lemonade. The flavor is pretty solid on it. It's 20% juice too. So that makes me feel like I'm not being too terrible to my yeah. body. Yeah, that sounds good, actually. It's pretty good. It's pretty sweet, mm -hmm, but yeah. I think that's probably because it's mostly more juice and it's not like a sparkling water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten really used to the, the milder flavor on like seltzers, but yeah, on. more water flavor yeah. than yeah, juice flavor. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. are you drinking? I like the high noon drinks too. I like those. They're so uh, good. They are, uh, I am drinking a strawberry margarita slash wine thing. Okay. You know, it's okay. like the margarita wine, but it's yes, a strawberry yeah. one. Yeah. Got it. And I've got my um, snowman ice cube in there to cool it down. So it's going nice. to start to look like a penis in a minute. My favorite part. It kind of already does. <laughs> yeah. 
my snowman looks like a penis now. Snowman <laughs> ice cube, I should say. I don't know if I preface that with that. It's an ice cube. I think you did say ice cube, but. Um... Okay, good. And this is like 15% ABV. So. Nice. I- I'm feeling it. I'm feeling pretty good. Just saying. How many of you, how many have you had? Were you pre-drinking? Nice. Yes, I was pre-drinking. I'm about, it's a bottle, like a bottle of wine. Right. And I'm about two thirds through it. This is like, (laughs) this is like the last, about a third of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got like maybe one glass left after this. Okay. So you got to nurse it through the whole episode. (laughs) You have left. Got to get you through. No matter, I'll be feeling good. So I don't know. (laughs) What? I'm chewing. Oh, okay. You look like over your shoulder or something. I thought I, I told my therapist today, all of my, um, cause I had, I met with her today for the first time in like three months. She didn't ghost me. She's back. <laughs> she did. I told you. <laughs> I know you did. Um, and then she also told me to, through the service we have, I can schedule my own appointments instead of having to reach out to her and like, and her doing it. So I can just go onto her calendar and put in time. And she's like, just do that from now. I'm like, okay, sure. that's easiest. I do yes. the same kind of thing with my students. It's easiest just to pick a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told her my list of irrational fears, and she told me that they were all very rational. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like regular occurrences, but also not like completely crazy, unfounded Out of the blue kind of. Yes. Yeah, unfounded. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me feel better. Also, my mom also has the fear of choking while driving yeah <laughs> remember i was telling you that one yeah <laughs> so I told I my mom about it. Mm-hmm. yeah mom was like i have that too she has a whole plan for what to do if it happens <laughs> <laughs> you do you develop those plans that's because we're planners we want to yeah. make sure we survive we're survivors 100 percent. yeah 100 percent yeah. So I was Hi, in Miles. New York again last week. So I saw three more Broadway shows. So I've seen six Broadway shows in oh the last God, three I'm weeks. I'm so fucking jealous. Isn't that wild? I'm so jealous. And you saw, uh, what was that? The president's one? The, yeah, um, POTUS. Oval Office, Codis, yeah, POTUS. POTUS, yeah. yeah. POTUS. <laughs> it's clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did say that uh, it's like it's like POTUS or every dumbass has seven women behind him trying to keep him alive or something like that is the Mm. subtitle and they do talk about like he says like he they're like a four-letter word and i was like what one is it because i can think of two four-letter words that would be bad enough to i mean i can't imagine the president i can imagine some presidents no names. <laughs> um, saying some bad four-letter words, but it started. The very first line was "cunt." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like sitting next to my mom, and I'm like, "Please stop saying cunt so much, thank you." <laughs> I want to reclaim that word. I mean, Australia's I, I, that word it. doesn't bother me. Mm-mm. In any, no, way. it doesn't. Nope, nope. I use Bitch, it as I think bothers me more. A what little does? bit more. Bitch probably bothers me a little bit more than cunt. It doesn't bother me either. I just... Not unless just a, think... a woman calls me a bitch, that's one thing. But if a man calls me a bitch, it does, it does kind of bother me. I don't know. I just think I'm just trying to actively 
not give the meaning because if someone calls you angrily calls you a bitch it's because they want to upset you and i don't want to give them that power yeah that's a good point the same Mm. with with cunt and i do use it as a like that sometimes like i use it that way and i also try to reclaim it i don't care you can call me that if you want to you can call to me in a nice way in a bat you can we're best friends and you're like hey cunt how's it going fine by me you Mm -hmm. can be angry at me and call me that because i don't give much i try not to give enough weight to people being angry at me so yep yeah i think that's um, a good place to be absolutely i do kind of like the word though like the word itself is so pristine it's like it's short it's it's sharp it's uh, yeah there you can be like see you next tuesday or uh I just, I, I, I kind of enjoy the linguistics of that word. I worked with somebody that I can like lean in closer to you so I can whisper, but my microphone's right here, so it doesn't matter. Since I am outdoors and there are kids like playing on the playground nearby, and I'm like, don't want to be like too much. But um, I had a coworker that would call people cunt burgers. And then she's like, the angrier she was with them, the, like the more things. So like cunt burger with extra cheese and pickles and things like that. which i think was the moment i stopped being bothered by the word because i think it's hilarious um but there is this really cool podcast that that was on for a while that was looking at the etymology yes entomology right no isn't entomology bugs maybe entomology very possibly i'm pretty sure because i stopped myself and then thought about it and then you said it etymology is words i'm gonna look it up etymology i think you're right you're right you're obviously the origin of words yes okay okay. (laughs) um and one of the words and they were just short episodes and like i think the first one was fuck and the second one was cunt and it was just really interesting i liked it a lot that podcast i don't remember its name but i'll look it up um so i saw that one i saw mom and i saw the very first day we got there i was supposed to do a a cocktail hour and i skipped it i told everyone that my mom convinced me to skip it it was an optional cocktail hour that apparently was awful so it wasn't mad that i missed it um but we so we went to the tks booth and we got tickets to see um chicago which i had never seen live Mm. and um pamela anderson was in it really and she, yes and I didn't she, know was, that. she was adorable she oh. is not she is obviously not like vocally or dance wise the same as a, a seasoned broadway performer but she did her best and she was so cute she like so embraced it everything else they under mic'd her a little bit so you couldn't hear her as well to hide the fact that she wasn't a great singer. She she held it pretty well. And um and they simplified a lot of the dance. Like the most the most she did was a cartwheel. But um Ooh, that's still a they, lot for a woman her age. Jesus. Yeah. And she looked so good. She was so cute. My mom told me my mom loved her in it. And she was like, I'm kind of embarrassed by how much I love Pam Anderson. <laughs> um and then the girl that played Velma, they also, I don't know if she, she is a Broadway performer, so she's got to have those dancing chops, but hers were simplified, which really was very interesting for me because you know the song, you know that song where she's trying to convince Roxy that they should pair up, and so she sings the song like, I can't can't do it alone, and she's explaining the dance, the what she did with her sister 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's like, um, and now you see, you may see me when I do it. You may think there's nothing to it, but I simply cannot do it. Yeah. So it was her. It was not very dancey. It was really like funny and hacky. Mm-hmm. And it brought a different, and I don't know if that is how like they chose to do it and present it this way, or if it was because they were simplifying it because of Pamela Anderson and her dancing skills. But it brought in this other element that I'd never thought of before that I liked, which was that Velma Kelly's sister was the shining star of the duo and had oh. always been like that golden child. So there was mm. that jealousy already. And then when she walked in on her with her husband, that's what put it over the edge. And I really, it was really interesting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like in the movie version, they do all the gymnastics and like Catherine Zeta Jones character does and makes it really dancey. And, and so it just brought a different element to it, which was cool. And then we saw POTUS, and then we saw Beetlejuice. And I almost got in a fight at Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Folks, do not take pictures when you're at a Broadway show. Sorry. And do not, don't don't talk through all the songs. Yeah, don't. She was like whispering to her son through all the songs. So I finally leaned over and said something. And then she started yelling at me, kind of. And it was so uncomfortable. And mom told me that mom was in between us. Poor mom. Mom was like, should I say something? And then I just did. But so mom was like in between. And the lady kept trying to lean around mom to yell at me. And mom was like, if she did it again, I was just going to lean forward. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. That's awful. I hate it was that. Fine. Well, I mean, once we moved, because we moved in intermission, we were fine. Mm-hmm. Because... I felt really uncomfortable. I'm not a confrontational person. And she was like yelling at me and like glaring and, and muttering. And oh, great. My friend's in a show right now. It's supposed to open on Friday. She has COVID. She got COVID like two weeks ago. Mm. Now somebody else just said they have COVID. And so we're pretty certain that they're going to like throw the whole show or at least push it back a week or two. Oof. She just texted me. I went uh, clothes shopping the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm very unhappy. I hate fashion designers this year. They're just the worst fucking clothes ever. And I thought, you know, I I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I picked up a couple of things that I thought were cute. I tried them on. They were the ugliest fucking things ever. They fit in the (laughs) wrong places. (laughs) Even this lemon dress that I bought, it's it's too low and it's showing my bra and it doesn't fit quite right. And then the other dress I did buy a second dress, but it looks like I it looks like I come from a a Latter-day Saints commune. Like <laughs> I should have a couple of husbands is what it looks like and I'm very annoyed with the fashion this year. I'm sorry. I haven't done much real shopping lately, so I don't know. I've been doing all internet shopping. Like the other day, I uh, was I had an improv show, and there was this girl that was in the lobby beforehand wearing this fantastic jumper. Yeah. Um, and I ran up to her and I said, 
I love that so much. Where did you get it? I love it so much. I want to rip it off your body and run away with it right now. (laughs) And she told me where she bought it and I ordered it instantly. And it was here when I got home on Friday. (laughs) Oh, fun. I think that's the only place we're going to find clothes. Yeah. Because everywhere else, every like in store, brick and mortar store, it's this 80s throwback, 80s, 70s throwback, which is just... We hated it the first time around. They have the crotch snaps back. And yeah. like, ew, so unsanitary. Those got so fucking gross. The crotch snaps. Oh, I'm mad about that. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've... I don't think I wore crotch snaps. Well, I do have a vague memory of trying to re-snap the crotch. Once. Like, so I don't know, maybe smelling. I did. They got smelly. Ew. They did. They did. Because you're like, because you sweaty. take them. You're sweaty. And I mean, as my friend calls it, it's it's the spicy area of a lady. Like, <laughs> <and> it's <laughs> it a little sweaty after a time. Um, yeah. Ew. Worst idea. You could get infections. Like, that stuff, like, it pushes things up. Like, it. It constrains things, and you don't want to really constrain things down there. I'm saying this is unhealthy. Do not buy those things. <laughs> I hate them. You're going on the record. I'm going on the no UTIs. Just, just oppose Fair. them. Walk by them. Plus, they're actually really difficult to re-snap if you unsnap them to go to the bathroom. Yeah, especially if you're not like a little girl. Uh, like like if you're a woman you got it's kind of curves if you got curves if you've got a little weight like it's hard to oh my god did i tell you this speaking of that just at this conference last weekend i was wearing my name tag right this conference was for people that had gotten promoted this year last year anyway so to my level and so i was in the kitchen of our office filling a water bottle and this woman was there and she looked down at my name tag and she goes oh congrats and I go thank you and then she goes how mm-hmm. far are you silence <laughs> silence and I just just was like oh no no I'm good thanks <laughs> and then I went into my back into the meeting I was in the middle of which was about 10 people two men they were both out and with the rest of us were women and i'm telling them this in this i can't believe this just happened to me incredible way i deal with this type of thing and then my coworker shows me the slightest bit of kindness you know she goes do you need a hug i would be devastated and i'm in the middle of laughing and i start crying oh oh god that i cry at everything so i'm in this laughing and crying and then i can't get it together and I have to be like, it, I told you I cried everything. Please excuse me and have to leave and go to the bathroom <laughs> and pull my shit together. <laughs> and like, it's like HR leading this. There's an HR person. There's a couple that I work very closely with. And I just start crying. <laughs> oh, my God. 
so very nice. They were all very angry for me. They were upset. And then I came back and I was like, so sorry. And I was like, no apologies necessary. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> In that poor woman's defense, I had just eaten a large lunch. <laughs> and, I, and I was wearing a dress that had a belt that was tied in a bow. And then, so that was sticking out. And then my name tag was on top of the bow. So it actually was probably an inch, almost an inch out from where my actual stomach was. And so with the lighting, I guess I could see that. But Did you did I you rub I, your stomach? Was, were you rubbing no. your stomach? You're like, ooh, this this burrito was so good. And then yeah, she saw just, she came in just with just saw you rubbing your stomach. No, mm. man. I um I wish I'd been more on my feet to be like Nope, not pregnant, just fat, but I wasn't because I was so taken <laughs> aback. And and my friends, I texted my friends, I texted them and they were furious for me. They were fear like Tracy is like, you do not even look pregnant. Like, she was so mad. And um and I cried in front of ten coworkers. Yeah, so yeah. You know, no one's ever mistaken <laughs> no one's ever mistaken me for pregnant. They just assumed I was fat. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> it was it was rough. Uh, God, no, you aren't. You don't look pregnant. I promise you. I know I don't. So well, you could have had a burrito belly, like I know that's why I could have been a little like, like a three something. month, like a three month yeah. belly. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was, but it was, you don't like you don't say anything unless. No, unless you know. Unless, you don't say anything unless somebody unless says something to you. The baby's coming you. out of the vagina. Like. Yeah. And then what else? Have I talked to you about Cheer on Netflix? No. Okay. But And I've also not watched it, but I know it's hugely popular. And another podcast I did just did like an interview with one of the girls. So I like have a top Ooh. of mind. Ooh. Okay. It's called Sounds Like a Cult. And they just yeah. did the cult of cheerleading and they talked about it and interviewed somebody from that college. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you should listen to it. It was good. So, it was actually really good and interesting. Yeah, so we're late to the game on this. Yes, we because are. Because this was a couple of years ago yeah, that yeah. Cheer came out. And I just watched it. I watched the first season and then I right away watched the second season. Okay. And there's a huge transition from the first season to the second season. Okay, because you kind of, a couple, one of the people got arrested for pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to spoil it, but yeah, I knew that. It's yeah. enough out in the cultural zeitgeist that they know some of the key points. Yeah, because you fall in love with this guy during the first oh, season. No. You really do. You really. Oh no! His, his mom dies of cancer. Everyone picks him up. You know, like they try to take care of him, and then and it's he's, like everyone's he's a, favorite. He's like everyone's favorite and he's a larger guy kind of in this, in this, in this cheerleading world. And he always found his place in cheerleading. And it was like, he was, you were cheering for him because he was such a, a, a jubilant kind of guy. And then you find out what you find out oh, no. in the first episode of the second ah. season. Because oh, they do. Because this is basically the second season's filmed after COVID or during COVID, like during and after COVID. And um, you kind of see that transition. Uh, but the first episode is, is like the coach of the primary team is saying, yeah, so a lot of really crazy things have happened. 
Oh God! Since since it came out, and then they spent an entire episode in the second season focused on what happened. Oh, which is heart wrenching, but I thought was really good, really well done because they let the victims speak. So the victims told their story, and then the people, the friends. The best friends of this guy told their story and how heartbroken they were. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought it was kind of really well done. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Ugh, because but it is. Because uh, you fall in love with that character and then, bam! You're like, holy fuck. And then you kind of see the mechanisms he used in order to gain the trust of, and, yeah. and gain power over essentially these children. Um. So my first show I did here in in Colorado, there was somebody that was on the cast who was kind of like awkward, but he was a nice guy or you thought. And then it came out that later on that like a year or two later that he had been. um, Well, I mean, according to the news and everything, but like, because I don't know if he's been tried or anything. It's not like I'm going to name names or anything like that. But he had a history of inappropriate relationships with a minor and was working with children because they, the person that hired him, like knew him from when he was little, but didn't know this. And so didn't really do a background check. And Mm -hmm. he was like grooming these like teenage girls. Yeah. And, and it was just like, so out of left field when you found out like as someone like I didn't know him very well but he seemed like a nice enough guy and I was just like shocked that I had like I don't know I never saw him with kids you know I never saw him with young girls but and I know he was awkward but I just had no clue it just shocked me yeah yeah and and this it also ties in the second season of cheer also ties in the gymnastics um with MSU and yeah. uh Larry Nasser. And so the lawyer um in for the victims um was actually involved in the Larry Nasser. Like she was a victim of Larry Nasser. And so oh, she God. became a lawyer and yeah. I I just thought they did that really well. That that episode where they they wow. let the victim speak and they really that they is- talked about power and how this kind of evolves and I, uh, I just I'll like you're heartbroken. It. You're heartbroken because you're like, where did this come from? How did this happen? And then the documentary people actually kind of dive into that, and I thought that was oh, fascinating. So that's so great. Yeah. Um, I also had a friend that went to MSU, and she was in a different sport, and got injured, and so he wasn't just a gymnastics teacher, like yes. coach, or he was everyone and she told me she actually was mad because like when she went to college because he was generally the primo doctor there for like the best athletes not just gymnastics and she was really mad that they didn't have her go to him and then she realized how like when everything came out she was like looking back on it and like feeling really lucky and grateful that she hadn't had to interact with Mm -hmm. him so. God, yeah, shouldn't have to have that. Ugh. Anyway, also it's, I started watching good. Starstruck. Chase and I watched oh, the first season. Yes, good. You enjoyed it. We did. It was very awkward. <laughs> it felt like they were like thirteen-year-olds, man. Like just talk. 
So um, <laughs> that moment that you told me about where she started yeah. her period. And um, yeah. so Chase uh, actually turned uh, to me after it, like that line and was just like, that was a really good answer in this situation. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, Oliver told me about it. It was so great. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so we it's just one of my, the first season. As one of my friends mentioned when she told me, she's like, okay, he's, he says, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown man when, when she says she has a period and it's like, woof, all the clothes comes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the hottest 100%. line ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah. of fun it's yeah. really a lot yeah. of fun i haven't watched the second season yet i'm kind of saving it up i don't know chase actually was like and i kind of agree he's like i just kind of wish that they didn't do a second season and just let that be the ending yeah yeah you know maybe the second season seems like really a perfect, good though it does, yeah, yes for sure. it does but it was like a yeah. perfect cap and i really and i agree that's one of the things i really like like the limited series that that a lot of seasons are or like shows are coming out with now instead of doing like a prolonged where they generally go off the rails but if they're like we are doing yes. eight episodes to tell this story and that is it i'm like i love that yeah yeah well and the brits do limited ser- like they do three up ep- three season episode three season series a lot nice. of times so um like three season six they don't do the 10 they don't try to squeeze they out don't supernatural at it and lost it and- yes yeah. Yeah. we should go right. into these questions because you're yeah, gonna have a yeah, lot of editing it's gonna be a bitch don't. of an edit job yeah just you just a give them a two-hour episode mm-hmm. okay. okay i think it's my turn to read first i think or is so it yours? too i think it's your okay. turn so i'm gonna go ahead and go get another drink while you're reading because i can hear you and okay. um i also cut some of this i cut a good chunk of this oh you first did question. okay Okay, so it's a long one, friends. It is, and I caught a bit. I cut out like two paragraphs. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh my me. gosh. Okay. <laughs> I have become the exact person that I never wanted to be. One of those 30-somethings who only talk about their job, their new car, and their house. Mine, the, oh, minus yeah. the house, unfortunately. I love you too. It's going well, and Jennifer can hear me right now. (laughs) Kimberly said she loves me. I heard it. (laughs) In my 20s, (laughs) after years of bullying, I became severely depressed and made plenty of poor life choices during that time. It took me a long time, multiple attempts over several years to get my shit together and get a university degree in order to get the job I really wanted. Getting through university took all the time and energy I had during that time, and overall, I'm happy that I did it, succeeding in something that was a real challenge to me, and getting to work in a field that really interests me is is huge for me and helped me patch up my damaged self-esteem, at least a little bit. There's a major downside to what I did, however. I didn't do much else. Now, at age 30, I basically just have a job. Um, During and after high school and college, I made the grave mistake of not even trying to become an interesting person due to all the bullying and its effects on my mental health. And when I finally decided to turn my life around, all I thought about was how important it is to get a well-paid and enjoyable job. This realization hit me about a week ago when I got into a conversation that was, for once, not work-related. I had nothing to tell, nothing else to talk about, while others who were involved talked about so many experiences that it sounded like they've already lived five full lifetimes. 
And that's all I've been thinking about ever since. Even though my work is interesting to me and probably some others, uh, it just, it's just, I'm just incredibly boring. I really want to fix this. I've already made a decision to reduce my workload quite a bit once my current project is done. I can't make up for a decade, for over a decade of missed experiences within just a year or two, but I somehow have to become more interesting in as many areas, which I enjoy as possible with limited time. But which areas are suitable? I'm honestly lost here. This is not about making friends, by the way. I chose to be friendless a long time ago, and I want to keep it that way for now. Yet I want to be an interesting person, not just superficially or someone who is capable of creating cheerful social interactions, but I fear it might be too late for that now. Any thoughts? Signed, Boring with a capital B. Isn't just just like heart-wrenching and this poor person? Yeah, okay. this guy has a weird view of reality. First of all, therapy. My dude, therapy. or my lady, yes. cheers. Second of all, oh, that was not good. To, just took a, I took a really big drink of it, and it's a little warm now. It was really <laughs> warm and unpleasant for me right then. <laughs> anyway, uh, I always tell people that... The reason I do so many things is because I want to be an interesting person and to be an interesting person, I feel like I need to do interesting things. That doesn't mean it needs to be long lasting, deep connections with these hobbies. You're at a stage where you're going to be experimenting and trying to find new things. And even just being able to say, I took a class last week on this. It actually wasn't what I thought it was going to be or was, didn't capture my interest as much as I thought it would. But here's some of the things we did cool conversation starter yeah right yeah um other cool conversation starter if you're comfortable with this is people bullied the shit out of me when i was in high school and i spent my college years building things back up and getting to where i am so uh -huh. i didn't necessarily take a, do a lot of extracurriculars because i wanted to focus on some health self-healing and and really focusing on a major that was interesting and and challenging to me and I've built myself to here and that is a cool story right there is a cool story I, I think um this I think the letter writer might have a problem with being what's the word it just left my head with being exposed with being vulnerable yes and for vulnerable. reasons obviously for reasons but with that sort of without being able to be vulnerable he's kind of they want to kind of mag manufacture what interesting is and really you're interesting dude you've got history you have experiences you are a fully developed person. You've gone through therapy. You've worked through a lot of stuff. You were bullied. They didn't say like, he's gone that they've gone to therapy. They may not. Have, yeah, if you yeah, haven't, yeah. you should. I think, yeah, anyway, I think sorry. maybe he did go through mental stuff, but I don't think it. I I think I cut that out because I needed to shorten it. Some. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah. You can also I, take back my said, recommendation for therapy. 
well, I think maybe they need to go back to therapy if they aren't they're but, not there. Um, that that they were working on themselves in many different ways is what yes. they said. And it's um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I they don't want to be vulnerable for reasons. And so they 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 want to manufacture what interesting is and dude, you're interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're interesting. <laughs> You just yep. you just don't want to let people in on that part of your in you're interesting, dude. Sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, I find your story of of having that self awareness, be able to like be like, I need to work on myself in all these different ways, and then really focusing and doing that and building yourself up. I find that super interesting and admirable. Mm-hmm. Um. I know what I understand where they're coming from though. Cause we all know those people that are just like fully all encompassed in their job. Um, and, and it can, you feel like you can be a little one dimensional with that. So th- it sounds like, but here's the thing you, this, you, I'm talking directly to the person now. now some, I've never questioned this and how my terminology for this before until this moment. Um, but it sounds like this person has a good grasp on that They've done enough self-introspection. Is that redundant? Anyway, yeah. uh, in the past that they're able to apply that here, they say they're already planning on like stepping back a little bit from work so they can focus on other things. That's a great start. Take some vacations. I bet you yeah. you have a shit ton of saved up PTO. Go on a vacation. Go someplace fun. Go someplace mm-hmm. crazy. Go someplace warm and sit on the beach and drink. Or take a cruise of Alaska because nobody does that. And that's weird. And you can go look at the, something like that. Taking a little mini adventure on your vacation. Um, I have a friend who by herself went camping in Hawaii. In Hawaii just like cool. did like tent camping in Hawaii. Uh, and yes. also um, did like a whale watching Alaska tour by herself. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Do something like that. You don't have to have friends. He doesn't want, they don't want to make new friends. You don't have to have new friends in order to explore the world. Explore the world because you want to, but not because you want to appear interesting. Yeah. Right? Like that should be your goal. Yeah. Do something that you like. And then when you're passionate about it, when you're talking about it, it will be interesting to other people. Mm -hmm. My cousin did a summer backpacking around Europe by herself. We don't yeah. take a whole summer off, but go like, go to Prague, go to, yeah. go to Iceland. Everyone loves Iceland. The new one is Croatia. I'm going this summer. Go oh. to Croatia. Um, hopefully we haven't, we still haven't made plans yet, but, and we did just use our vacation fund to put a down payment on Chase's new car. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, priorities, but the other thing we've talked about in the past that Jennifer suggested once when someone had a kind of like a question more about how to make friends versus I think it was our very first episode versus how to be interesting and you know, who cares about friends was um, look at your local community, community college. Yeah. They have a lot of classes there that are more, they're not just like academic classes at a community yeah. college. Mm-hmm. There's ones that are open to everyone for continuing education. You can take a language class um, mm-hmm. or you can do basket weaving. I think, I think Lansing Community College had a basket weaving class when I was there. You can. I think that's the joke. That's the joke okay. that that basket underwater weaving, basket you can weaving. Do a, yeah, underwater basket okay, weaving. Okay, maybe that's where I pulled it from. But I did. Okay, I did then, take a bowling class in order to graduate okay. from MSU. So 
yeah yeah they have all uh, sorts of classes watercolor art yeah. theater music like it's, look it's, at local theaters they offer mm-hmm. classes a lot of times yeah there are so many ways that you can find things that yeah might be fun and you might find a new passion and you might not, but it doesn't matter yeah. because then you can always just be like, I just took this class. Didn't really like it that much, but this was what was interesting. <laughs> There's something competitive about the letter writer that mm. he wants, that they want to be interesting. I, I didn't take that at all. Instead of I, I, amongst these people, they want to be able to tell stories and be interesting and okay. I think that that's kind of a backwards way of setting a goal. Like you want to do things that are interesting to you or find things that are interesting to you. And that in turn will translate to in- being interested in to other people. Okay. But I, yeah, I, do, I do feel like there's a sort of a competitive edge. Like Ooh. all these people have all these lives. Why don't I have this life? Like, how do I, I, how do I create this life so that more people will be more interested in my life? And I think that that's kind of going down the wrong path. Like to focus on how people view you is going, which kind of lead, which kind of connects to the bullying history. Yes. I was just thinking that when you said it, I didn't think it at all, but then you started saying that and then I saw that connection too. Yeah, I mean, they should really just focus on not outward interesting or outward appearance or outward experience or like how they appear to other people. But if you focus on yourself and kind of and explore what your interests are, that will translate outward. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Maybe, Good luck. Cheers. And maybe you don't want friends, but maybe you'll get friends along the way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay, I have to fill up. Go ahead. Okay. I'm pretty hurt. Earlier today, I posted a picture of me and my boyfriend. I'm 21 and he's 24 on Instagram. And I know it's not the best pick. I'm not wearing makeup and he's in the middle of putting on his hat. But we were both laughing and we looked so happy. I really wanted to share the moments. After he woke up and saw it, he got mad at me and said that it's such a bad photo. But what hurts me most is that he told me that I look ugly and that I'm smiling too much. I deleted it, but I'm hurt by this. Is this justified or am I overreacting? Signed, Ugly Smiler. You're justified. That was a mean thing to say. What a dick. What a dick. Happiness should translate to beauty. And if he doesn't see that, I'd be a little uncomfortable spending more time with him. You're smiling too much? Yeah. What does that even mean? How dare you? Be happy? No, come on. I mean, we judge ourselves enough. We don't need our boyfriends and our friends saying, oh, God, just close your mouth a little bit more. You get, you're too teethy. Like, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I was just thinking there's some people that when they smile, you can see all of their gums. Uh-huh. And, and then, is that the Julia Roberts smile? I feel like that's the Julia Roberts smile. I think hers is just really wide and all teeth. Like, uh-huh. um, But no, how... 
How dare yeah. someone tell you, this especially guy's someone an that you're close to, yeah, that you smile too much? What does that even mean? Get out of here with that bullshit, man. I mean, it really does kind of show you two different people, right? One person who posts a picture says, we just look so happy. Like, we don't look the best. We don't look pretty and made up and stuff, but we look happy and that's beautiful. And then the other person who's like, oh my God, we're not perfect. We're not beautiful. Take that fucker down. Oh, it's like exhausting. Yeah. Like why, why spend more time? Why spend more time with that person? I'm with you. That's a negative Neptune. I don't know. Negative Nelly? <laughs> yeah, but You're, it's a man. You, so I was I was say, were you looking for a male? Negative. <laughs> negative. Ned? Negative Ned? I feel like there should be more syllabus. Syllables. Syllables. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, yeah, no, girl. You deserve someone nicer to you than this. Yeah. I mean, that really kind of speaks to your different points of view. And you should yeah. find somebody who has a similar point of view. Agreed. Your point of view is beautiful. His is going to be painful and hurtful. Exhausting. And exhausting. God, who needs to be pretty all the time? I just want to be happy and joyful. Fair. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Did we give her that answer? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's what okay. we needed. Two just, minutes yeah. to just be like, dump just, his ass. What a dick. D- dump it. Yeah. You're not overreacting. Gone. Also, you're allowed to feel things when you want to feel them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Sorry, I just read the sign off for this. <laughs> I, I was a little anxious about this sign off. So I hope it's okay. You think it's okay? I it made me laugh, so okay, which is okay, awful. Okay. Now I should take that back. Like, <laughs> now we definitely have to keep it. Once everyone hears that, they're gonna be like, "What is wrong with her?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, a nineteen-year-old female, have a friend that's twenty-two and male, who I think might be dangerous. I met this friend recently through a mutual friend. He seemed pretty normal when we first got close, but I've noticed some things that concern me. The main thing is that he never drinks, but he goes out with me and our mutual friend and always encourages me to drink. Even when I'm pretty wasted, he'll say something like, you should down the whole bottle or drink more. You're a pussy. It seems pretty weird to me. You like my language there? You like, yeah, no, I like your especially, voice. especially as he doesn't drink anything himself. Then again, he hasn't ever tried to force himself on me while I've been intoxicated. (laughs) But he has made me uncomfortable, like touching my waist or pulling my hair for no reason. Is is there a reason to pull someone's hair? I just side side touch there. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there are like consensual reasons that you're both on board with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, is that? Doesn't sound like this is the right place or time for this. Is he like dressing your hair? Is he cutting your hair? And so, yeah. Anyway, no, you again fully miss your barber. Is he a barber? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is like this with most of my friends too, and I feel like it could just be his way of joking around. I can't tell if I'm overreacting or he's just bad news. Signed, smells like date rape. Um, This just triggered a memory in me 
from when I was like 22 and working my first real job. And I went out with my coworkers and for drinks. And one of our coworkers was in town from another city and we were all drinking and he kept putting his hand, his like thumb down my waistband and like in, into my waistband and my pants. And then I would like oh. step away and then like, uh, that just triggered that memory for me. Great. Ooh, yeah. 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 So uh, not okay. Not okay. 100% not okay. Not yeah, okay. those guys are creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's touching you when in ways you don't want. Mm-hmm. He is trying to coerce you into drinking more alcohol so you get even yeah. more. You say he hasn't mm-hmm. ever done anything while you're intoxicated and I coughed yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because... Alcohol is the king of date rape drugs, by the way. So yeah, it's really easy to not just lose track of what you're drinking and drink too much, which lowers your inhibitions or completely removes your ability to make decisions. But it's also very easy to have something slipped into your drink, um, mm-hmm. especially if he's already being creepy and trying to convince you to drink more and pushing drinks on you. It sounds like he's trying to get you to a point where you are not going to remember or be able to make smart decisions. And I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. And you, um, you mentioned something while I was reading through it about like consensual pulling the hair. Like that's it. Like it's not consensual. Yeah. <laughs> like you can have a, an S and M kind of like, Ooh, it doesn't even have to be full blown S and M. You can just have a little yeah. pull, a little yeah. tug, but it has to be consensual. Otherwise, and you have to be both in and, yeah, and otherwise it's just, ouch. Yeah. It's not like, okay. Ouch. It's ouch. It's, it's also like creepy in a public setting. Like yeah. even if you do generally, like if you have this as part of your normal bedroom activity it's still like yeah you hopefully someone isn't coming around and like pulling your hair uh unless that's something that you are also okay with in public but then that's like exposing other people to your kink without their consent so yeah. you have to be careful of that yeah. kind of thing sometimes pulling your hair is a pretty low level thing yeah, depending yeah, yeah, on yeah, how yeah. he's pulling your hair yeah. but if he's grabbing um, the whole ponytail and like yanking that might be that's it but he's doing like a beep, then um that's very know. oh i mean i they're pretty yeah. i was gonna say i felt like that was yeah. very high school when you said that um yeah and they're pretty young but still like if you're uncomfortable you're uncomfortable for a reason mm-hmm. please trust your instincts don't drink around the same yeah. that's it trust it's your really instincts. easy yeah i think that really that's really easy the, for women to not trust our takeaway mm-hmm. yeah we convince you ourselves feel- that we we're overreacting mm-hmm. and i we're think mean. it's okay we're supposed to be nice I think it's okay to err on the side of safety. You're uncomfortable. 100%. Just trust that and and just avoid them. Avoid yeah. over drinking around them. Um, you don't have to like call them out as a creeper. But one way you, I, yeah. you can just you, say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And that's fine. I think you're allowed to step aside. I think you're, I, we have such a hard time of creating boundaries Mm-hmm. And please, young woman, you are the next generation. Please, we beg of you, create those boundaries. Yeah. And yes. also, if you don't feel, 
if you feel like you're the only one in your friend group that thinks he's weird and no one's going to really accept if you say like, I think he's creepy and you're looking for excuses. What you can, can say is I find that I just drink too much when I'm around him and I don't like drinking that much really. So I'm going to try to limit my time mm-hmm. around him socially because I just don't want to drink that much yeah. and that way like like that's a kind of a graceful way out if you don't want to be like he's always pressing me to drink more or uh-huh. I feel like he's like if you just want to like if you're worried about ruffling any feathers and and your friends like him and you just don't want to drink around him, it's totally fine and if you are just looking for a way to say that without causing a ruckus in your friend group uh-huh. just like turn it so you're like i just you know what i don't like drinking as much as i do when i'm around him and so i just i just mm. want to like step it back for a little bit so i can get a little bit more level on this mm-hmm. i'd even call him out if he was asking you to drink more when you're already a little why drunk. do you want me to drink a whole fucking yeah. bottle of tequila dude, dude? i'm That's done gross. i'm back yeah. i'm done um also like you're allowed to want to drink and feel safe Yes, I mean, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And so it's, you're, you're allowed to have that. You're allowed to have that. And if you don't, then you just need to take precaution. You're not overreacting. It's Mm -hmm. really kind of what she's asking us. No, not at all. Mm -mm. Trust your instincts. We so often um, ignore our instincts and then we get mad at ourselves later for ignoring our instincts because they're telling us something. 2020 and uh-huh. yeah if you're not feeling mm-hmm. safe then there's a reason yep yeah we believe in you <laughs> and we believe you and we believe you yep i think that was okay. a beautiful last line for that we believe in no, you do. and we believe you yeah, yeah. we're brilliant kimberly we're we officially brilliant we're smart we're beautiful we're and God damn it. Accomplished. We're funny. God damn it. We're funny. <laughs> <laughs> at least we laugh at each other's jokes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. <laughs> and please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions. And we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay, okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. bye.